It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. This is an official download. We've got a great show lined up for it. From thecustardtv.com. On to the internet you go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another enthralling episode of the Custard TV podcast, episode 211. Um, you're hearing my voice. I'm Matt. Um, I'm always here. Uh, Luke still isn't aware. I think he's in uh, training for Dancing on Ice. I think he's for, like, the 2020 series. You know, he's getting a, a start on. Uh, joining me, though, once again, is Gary. Uh, hello, Good Gary. evening. Good evening. Hello, Matt. Happy... No, you can't even say that anymore, can we, now? Happy it's, January. It's mid-January. Yeah, happy January. Happy happy dry January or whatever. Or... Moist January. Yeah. And uh, happy to and, and 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 to you, listeners. Hello, hello, listeners. How's it going, Gary? Any any anecdotes? Uh, any or... anecdotes? No. Um, any anecdotes? There I've will be one. an anecdote that I can give in a few weeks' time okay. about something I'm doing at the end of January that I can't talk about now, but I will be able to at the end of January. Spoilers. What's what's uh, the February thing like? There's dry January and there's the October. Fun, Febu- fun, fun February. I don't know. Funbury. <laughs> <laughs> February. Uh, I don't know. Um, we need to think of something. Feb or yeah. I don't know. Then, I know. No, I don't know. Anyway, answers on a postcard. I, I, I yep. um, interestingly, this morning I got stuck in my bedroom. Oh, how did that happen? Um, because my um, my door had like warped, so it was stuck. It was sticking. Ah. Is it so a door? I, now, uh, you're going to have to help me, because although I know that doors can contract and, and, and grow <laughs> it, with time I'm aware weather, of, Though I'm aware of doors. <laughs> yeah. Go on. I just want to be clear. It, I, I, I was thinking, well, you, maybe you locked yourself in or something. No, 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 no lock. Nothing. Oh. It's not a lock. So it's did, a you, did you have door. to call the, the fire brigade? or? No, no, know? I called my mother. You called your mother? Of course you did. I've got, got I've got key. this vision of you. I've got this vision of you, like uh, like that scene in the Big Bang Theory where he tries to break the door down and you end up mm. bouncing back off of it. Yeah. Well, that, she struggled to get it open the other side. Oh. She had to, but she she got it eventually. So you could, but you you I've I've now waiting for someone to come out and have a look at it. Um, I've rung the property company today, so but yeah, I was literally stuck in there for about half an hour and. Um, thankfully, I was ready for work, but I was opening up today, so we just about got open on time. So there you go. And then you you, you ran to the post to, to the post office to uh, yeah. 
to do that. Wow, mm-hmm. that that is interesting. I mean, that that's something bloggable, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. If or, if we did a blog, podcast, podcast, podcastable. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Starting with a little bit of news, interesting one. It's something we've talked about a couple of times. Um, Ordeal by Innocence, the um, Sarah Phelps Agatha Christie adaptation, um, was due to air uh, over Christmas. It had all been taped, mm. but then there was allegations made against Ed Westwick of uh, Gossip Girl fame, who had sort of a secondary role in it. Now, all of his scenes now are being reshot with new actor Christian Cook. Um, who I remember best from um, Cemetery Junction, the Ricky Gervais film. Um, oh, yeah. On, on TV, he did that thing, The Promise, with um, Claire Foy from The Crown, that, like, Israel-Palestine drama on Channel 4 oh, years ago. He's, he's, take it, he's another sort of handsome lad who... Uh, I mean, it's obvious. That, I mean, we were all kind of quite surprised that they pulled it, or we, you know, we kind of commented on it at the time. I didn't. I thought this would be the last we'd see of it. I'm surprised by this. It means that the BBC must feel that it is gonna. Because let's face it, the BBC not blessed with thousands of pounds of money. If it was ITV, I'd say yeah, they're bound to do it. The mm. fact that BBC are reshooting it means that they must think it's very good and worth I it. Want, I wonder if it's a co-production. Possibly, but even then, you'd still expect the BBC to be putting something towards it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this is so, um, not common, but it's not unprecedented because, of course, um, recently we've had the uh, Ridley Scott film All the Money in the World, yeah. which originally had Kevin Spacey in, and they've reshot it all with Christopher Plummer. The The upside is that we will finally get to see this ordeal by innocence i wonder when they'll put maybe they'll put it on over like a bank holiday weekend or maybe they'll hold it off till next christmas who knows Um, yeah maybe a couple of cancellations and uh, uh renewals firstly young sheldon uh which is yet to show on e4 i think it starts in february on e4 um, and uh, that's been renewed for series two. That's good. They're also also now talking about a crossover episode between uh, the Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon. Not sure how, how would that they would do work. that. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether perhaps they do um, characters appearing in Young Sheldon. So, or like you know, maybe maybe uh, apart from Sheldon's mum, maybe you know uh, someone else's mum or dad turn up in the show. I don't mm. know. Um, and also Chance, which uh, stars Hugh Laurie, has been cancelled. It was showing Aww. on the Universal Channel over here. I did give up. Gary, on, Gary, Gary, too. Gary. Yeah. What are the chances of that happening? I come back, Luke. All is forgiven. Um, <laughs> and uh, 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 disappointing. I did watch two or three episodes. It didn't really go anywhere. No. Um, that was the weird furniture thing with Hugh Laurie and the psychiatrist. Yeah, he was trying to uh, forge furniture and then ended up in a gang with the man, the guy from Boy Meets World. That's it. Yeah, uh, Vader's son uh, in Boy Meets World. Yeah, no, didn't go anywhere after that either. And you guys were right to tell me about that one. Uh, Will and Grace. Yes. Now, I've watched this, and I have to start me by too. saying I was not a big Will and Grace fan. It's one of I those, was, isn't it? I was Sorry, quite Gary. happy to watch it when it was on, mm. but mm. I didn't seek it out every week. I don't think what it had the history? impact over here 
that it may have done in the States. Um, over here, it's sort of like had a slot. It was on with Friends, I believe, on a Friday night on Channel yeah. 4. I think, I think Living had it for a bit as well. Um, but it is just one of those sort of innocuous sort of secondary sitcoms in my eyes. It's a bit like if they decide, Ted Dancer decided to bring back Becca. Or something like that. Yeah, it, yes, it's a, it, it is kind of a little bit like that. Well, or, bringing or scrubs, just shoot so me came no. back, something like that. Yeah, they're bringing back um, scrubs, so anything is possible. Um, but scrub, the, the, scrubs, the premise, I would say, is, scrubs, I would say, would be on a higher level than Will and Grace. But yeah, it was just, just sort of. Yeah, and there, there wasn't much of, uh, you know, outcry for it. You know, for example, like. Everyone always goes on, goes on about, oh, are they going to bring friends back, or I'd like a friend. No, yeah. one, no one was clamouring for a Will and Grace reunion, I don't think, and, apart and, from the actors. Well, yeah, apart from the actors and maybe the creators. But uh, And again, maybe similar to the Roseanne um, you know, mm. revival that's coming soon, uh, people are kind of wondering, well, what are they going to do? Because in the last series, they, they did a time jump, didn't they? Mm. Um, and and showed and some Grace. of them in their older versions. And they now, wrote they, they that got... completely off, didn't they? Yeah, they got round that by uh, a bit, basically a bit of Dallas. Uh, one of them woke up and went, "Oh, I had this dream," <laughs> but they, they did said, it in quite a comedic and funny but, but way. It's like I, I dreamed you both got married, and we did, but we're both separated, and that you both had kids, and they fell in love. No, that didn't happen. Right? Yeah. Let's carry on. Moving on. The first episode is very political. It, it focuses around mm. the fact that uh, Will is uh, trying to impress a senator uh, who he thinks he might be able to date. I can't remember. You could be right with Congressman. And Grace has just won a contract to refit the Oval well, Office. Not what she hasn't won a contract. She's up for the. She's up for the. Oh, contract, she's up for the contract. She? Yeah. And, and she's a staunch, staunch anti-Trump. I think so is Will. But he, he they're, well, they're both the guy, Democrats, so. aren't they? Yeah. Um, and 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 what was interesting was that they did film a number of scenes inside. Well, I don't know if it was the real Oval Office. Obviously, oh, a fake Oval the Office. Real Oval Office. It was a, Who knows? It was clearly uh, a set. But there was a lot of Trump jokes. There was an awful lot of um, non-mentions of of Donald Trump, but obviously mm. lots of it. Like, I love the line about the, the security guard said, well, I was supposed to go and take your credentials, but things are fairly lax around here. Don't worry mm. about it. You know, I liked yeah. some of that. What did yeah. you think of the episode? Yeah, it was... Uh, they had to try and do something to sort of reintroduce the characters, the relationships... And maybe make it a bit more current, so they had like sort of current songs playing and things like that, and tried to, you know, yeah. update it because it's been eleven. So it's been eleven years since it's been on, but it it was all just a bit sort of just there. Like Will and Grace was always just there. I mean, Deborah yeah. Messing looked a bit different, but apart from that, everyone really looked the same. You know, they've aged quite well. Well, they um, they've all kind of gone off and done some things, none to the success of Will and Grace. I mean, Deborah mm. Messing, as you say, was in a, a short-lived kind of comedy cop show uh, that got cancelled last was year. Was it a comedy? Well, it was. It had the, the pilot was very comedic in its. Was sense. it the mysteries of Laura? Mysteries of Laura. It wasn't supposed to be a comedy, but it was certainly played for some laughs. Was it um, a bit like like a castle? Yeah, can't, yes, exactly. very similar to Castle. Yeah, very good. Or Castle, as we call it in the South. Um, <laughs> the guy that plays Will, uh, obviously... Uh, very McCormack. Thank you. Uh, wrote, uh, uh, was involved in producing and starring in The Travellers, a series that I championed and loved last mm. year, which second series had just come back. The other two as well popped up in various things, but... Megan Mullally really was got... in You Mean the Apocalypse on Sky One. Right. But I don't <laughs> think any of them... Have, and none of the other... I didn't watch it, so I can't comment. But none of them had kind of got the, the kind of stardom that would no, have no one, to them. 
went on to another big series. I mean, McC- no. Eric McCormack, I remember, was in something about an advertising agency with the guy who played Ed. But I can't remember right. the name of that. No. Um, anyway, but yeah, this was just, as you say, like there were some Trump jokes in there. I, re- I do like M- Megan Mullally and Sean Hayes' um, Karen yes. and Jack are sort of the, be- the best things. Will and Grace are sort of secondary to them, really. Um, they're both yes. quite irritating and they're trying to one-up each other and it is... It all feels a bit dated and a bit tired. Um, there was, it did feel said, very. It felt very nineties. I have mm. to say, even though most of it took place in the two thousands. We know ninety eight, ninety eight to two thousand. Yeah, I know. Uh, very sort of uh, early millennium. It, it's a bit of a what you'd call a farce, in mm. that the things that happen tend to put two or three of the characters in a predicament that yeah. they have to get out of. Which is yeah. very standard '90s friends type to humour. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't, but I mean, I don't think I'll be watching anymore unless somebody says to me, "Oh, that was a great episode." Uh, and, and, but if it's on, I'll watch it. But I don't think that means it, I'm going to watch it. If you know what I mean. And I found it quite bizarre that um, Eric McCormack and Sean Hayes did an interstitial on Big Brother talking to Emma Willis before it started. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, I don't know what kind of ratings this did on Channel Five as well. I didn't see them bleating on about it, so I don't imagine it, it kind of broke the, uh, the t- you know the uh, mm. the ratings machine. The but fact uh, they had to put it on between Big Brothers to get the audience in. Um, but that's I'm something sure. Channel Four used to do with Friends towards the end. They would put on a, a Friends premiere episode on after Big Brother. They would time. Yeah, it that way. that's true. Or so, something else. Or, or maybe Will and Grace. To tie yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they would they would kind of put the, the, the reality with the comedy, I suppose. Patreon.com slash the Custard TV. We do keep banging on about this, but we're um, in the process of sort of um, mould... Not moulding, what's, what's the word? Retooling. Retooling some things. Yes. Um, doing a bit of DIY on it and, and seeing what, what comes out. Um, yeah. We've done, as we've talked about in the past, there are some podcasts up there already... But what we're, what we're thinking about is, because we had a bit of a meeting and we were thinking, well, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably want just more of the podcast. So yeah. that is what we are going to try and give you on a weekly basis. Um, we, we're calling it um, Cos of TV Podcast Extra Helpings. We're nice. See what we did there. I, lo- I uh, like that. Yeah, and um, it's basically going to be um, me, Gary, Luke, whoever's on the podcast that week, talking about more things that may be not away from the bigger things or doing some extra reviews. Uh, this week we're going to be chatting about um, the celebrity. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Big Brother second week with the men arriving, uh, second episode of Inside Number 9, and uh, rather excitingly, going through those Golden Globe predictions that we did um, yeah. when the nominations were announced. So that's all to look forward to. If you subscribe on Patreon at the $5 level, you will be getting that, so... Um, but as we said last week, it doesn't mean that you won't get the podcast as normal. It's just a little bit of yeah. extra overrun for people. I, who I, I suppose what will be worth saying to, to, to the listeners is that a lot of the time, 
Luke does end up cutting the episode yeah. down. And that's not mm. because he can't stand it when only he is talking, although that mm. does sometimes happen. Uh, sometimes we just have to edit down for, you know, we, we know you guys like a podcast between and 45 minutes and an hour, any more than that. And, it, you know, you feel like you must you should have just been in the room when we recorded it. So sometimes we have to cut things down, you know, for time. So it's it, it $50 level on Patreon. Oh, can you? Okay. Be, in the uh, room, be in the room with us while we record it. <laughs> would it be embarrassing if someone actually did that and then we've got to work out how that happens uh, but, that but don't, joke, don't, don't fret we won't be it won't be the worst bits of the podcast that get no. stuck on uh, equally as well uh, I think as Luke said the best of the podcast the most important things will always yeah. be free and available you'll always hear one out of the three of us we'll do a bit of solo episode that's something to look forward to maybe uh, and, well we uh, tried that several times when you didn't record well, yeah, 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 but I was always responding. You just couldn't hear yes, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. So we always you will get the best, the best of every week from uh, us on the podcast for free. Well, I'm interested to get your views on uh, Kiri, which was on Channel Four on Wednesday yes. night. This was the new drama from Jack Thorne, who bought us uh, National Treasure, who uh, mm-hmm. which we all really enjoyed here on the Ghost of TV podcast. Uh, this is a new four-parter, so, and National Treasure was four parts as well. Stars Sarah Lancashire as Miriam, a, a Bristolian social worker who's a very sort of effervescent type. You know, everyone knows her in the community. She's got a lot of different cases she's working on. One such case involves a girl called Kiri, who is um, a black girl who's about to be adopted by white foster parents. Uh, Miriam has sort of talks about the importance of getting to know her um, birth family, in this case mm-hmm. her birth grandparents, and has been arranging, we assume, like supervised visits in the past. And um, the events, the, the Kerry starts on the day of the first unsupervised visit between her and her grandparents. And basically one thing leads to another and Kerry goes missing. Uh, Miriam gets blamed for it by her boss and later by the press. And then in, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, spoiler do, if you haven't seen it. Spoiler. Um, Kiri uh, is found dead and the investigation starts. It is believed that her father um, is the most likely suspect. He did see her on the day he was with his parents, her grandparents. Yep. Um, and meanwhile, Mir- Miriam is vi- being vilified in the press. So, as you've probably ascertained, the media has discovered your identity. Um, the, the leak did not come from this office, I hasten to add. Do you know where it did come from? It is being investigated, but uh, that's for another time. Now, uh, I understand that you've waived union representation for this meeting. I'm a closet Tory, I despise the unions. No, I didn't think at this point it was... Um, just thought I'd find out where I stood first. Well, in my judgement, it's... Probably worth contacting them after this. Feed me to the wolves, are you? No. But our primary duty of care is towards Kiri, of course. Uh, the decision to allow the grandparents unsupervised contact does seem, well, certainly on the surface, a bold one. Does it? And your interviews with them to establish the boundaries. The notes certainly don't reflect the gravity of what you've allowed for. I tried to keep my notes positive. Studying your past record, 
There are a few instances where it appears that you've made bold decisions, occasionally with mixed results. I don't think that's fair. Mm. Miriam. Oh, now she gets involved. Seamus Trent. In Gozi Graham. Or investigated. 99% of the time, you are exceptional, but there are times when you follow your own judgment. Because early intervention saves lives. No, no one's disputing that you care about the children, but let's just try and have an honest conversation here. Okay. Okay, I can do honesty. Mm. You're my line manager. If you felt this was in any way unsafe, you should have done something. How honest is that, Julie? The papers are claiming that we prioritised her cultural needs over her safety needs. They're claiming that we allowed her into an unsafe home in order to uh, take our lefty boxes. Think that's fair? No. You weren't influenced by her cultural needs? Yeah, of course I was. It's part of my job, isn't it? Yeah, it's also part of a job to assess whether a home is safe. Nathaniel and Toby were estranged. Well, they obviously weren't. You made a judgement. And in so doing, you returned a girl into the hands of a chaotic and dangerous parent. I didn't know. I would never knowingly have put Kiri in danger. I recognise I can push the envelope sometimes, but Julie will tell you. I have told him that 99% of the time your judgement is usually impeccable. Like that percentage, don't you? Stick a flake in it before you try and sell it to the tabloids, why don't you? First things first, I did do a little background background reading. Uh, Jack Thorne, he grew up, uh, his mother was a carer for people with learning disabilities, mm. which yeah. is an area I, I work in now. I learned, I learned that the at the, um, he, he went over that at the screening. You probably read notes from a screening. <laughs> the yeah, screening it probably I is to. notes from the screening. Yeah, I would imagine it is. Uh, and, and what intrigued me was that he said that even before he wrote National Treasure, he wanted to write something along this line. You know, he wanted yeah. to write something <laughs> that dealt with social workers. About the caring profession. Like he said yes. it was about, he wanted to write about the caring profession. And, and and he wanted to write, I, I think from what I picked up, he wanted to show it warts and all, you know, mm. and, and, and this, I, I think that's what Kiri is. I know that it's received some criti critical um, w words from social workers in the press mm. because it obviously is a drama. And I think that's what people need to remember. Yeah. First of all, Sarah Langshire is not really a social worker. She is an actress and therefore <laughs> this is a dramatic and, and Miriam um, is a character. Miriam is a character as well. Miriam, Miriam yeah, Miriam, a... yeah, and and, and yeah, and, and and really, what you're so, what you're showing is a lot of things that wouldn't happen, but have happened. You know, a, a lot of the things that that go on in the episode are not indicative of what a social worker would no. really do. Yeah. That said, but... Sarah Lancashire is really good. I really like the writing. I believe everything in it. Mm. I find it highly believable. And I think that's something that came from National Treasure as well. Even With this the guy, dog? Even the dog is very believable. Even the farting. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I think there is a big link to National Treasure. Obviously, uh, this writer loves to include the press. Mm. The press yeah. were a big part, a silent part of National Treasure, and mm. also in this episode. They're well, kind of all these they weren't a silent well, part, were they? They weren't a character. There wasn't a character. There wasn't a journalist yeah, faceless character. and nameless in yeah. the sense that they, yeah. they hounded her at her home and mm. at her place of work, but you never saw any of them, and all you heard were the shouted questions. Um, 
I do think a little bit that without Sarah Lancashire's character, I'm not sure how this would go down. Oh, that sounds like mm. a really strange thing to do, but no, I, know. I wasn't. But I wasn't particularly enamoured with any of the police officers or no. the grandfather. The, the, yeah, the, 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 you know, the, because he came across as. I mean, obviously, he knew, or there was an implication that he knew his son would try and do something, but didn't really seem to do anything about it, or kind of blamed his wife yeah. for letting Who him in. Who I didn't recognise at all as Andy Osho, the, the, the comedian. You're joking. Actor. Gosh, no, no I, I didn't know that. No. Wow, that's uh, heavily made up. Or, or, yeah, you know, what, I w- what I would say um, in response to you, uh, you are right, Jack Thorne did say that both, that, both Kerry and National Treasure are going beyond beyond the headlines because it yeah. is a believable something like this could happen as you say it's oh, yeah. not social workers aren't all like miriam um no and most social workers would make sure that all the 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 sort of gray area was the that these two people were toby and nathaniel were estranged and she yeah. said that Whereas I think a lot of people were attacking the fact that, oh, no, you would know either way. You would make 100% sure but, that, but, that was but the again, case. But uh, again, you know, uh, I, I think what you've also got to remember is you're, you're, you're dealing with uh, some of the unknown. It wouldn't be possible for them to know. But they would go on what, you know, if the grandfather had turned around and said, well, I haven't mm. seen uh, my yeah. son in seven years, you would kind of believe him at face value. You do a background check, I'm sure, on you know, where he currently lives and things like that. Uh, and I think the only thing which irked me a little bit was on the way from the foster parents' house to the grandparents, there were these kind of moments where she almost kind of like felt something was wrong. Mm. And I know that's something that perhaps will come out in some of the later episodes. You know, the first episode doesn't deal with everything. I do kind of feel like, I don't know, is that just a little bit clunky? Maybe, I didn't you know. find that. I, I, I think there's always that. I think there is always that natural worry about leaving a youngster. I think if she didn't feel some sort okay. of worry, then you would, you know, you would be on feeling. I think that is a natural thing. And yeah. I like. Well, I, I don't know if I like, but I think the writing was very clever. How they they were making a big deal about Kerry not liking her neck and wanted to wear yeah. a scarf. And then later on, when the granddad goes to identify the body, um, her neck has been slashed, and he's talking yeah. about her neck in a different light, and it is really sort of harrowing. It was what very was... funny, this, as well. There was a lot of, when I went to the screen, there was a lot of laughs, certainly early on. Yeah, um, well, there, there, Jack... there's, two point, there's two points I would agree with. Uh, two things Sorry. I would say. One, I definitely agree with the humour. There are laugh-out-loud yeah. moments. Mm. I particularly loved the I-don't-even-like-sausages moment, and I don't know yeah. why it kind of like you know made me laugh. The other thing I would say is, as someone who's worked in the public sector uh, and, and has experienced a little bit of this, this unfortunately does tend to be a public sector way of doing things. Is If there's been a problem, instead of the old brush it under the carpet, it's now find somebody to, to highlight and blame. Yeah. So this is something that does does tend to happen sometimes. When mistakes are made, and we're all human when we make them, and I, I don't think that, that really Miriam made a lapse in judgment i think it was a genuine error and yet she's been as you say scapegoated for it and that, and that unfortunately has happened in the past yeah no i agree this is it is totally and and i mean just general views from me totally realistic for me i mean there are those sort of moments of dramatic fancy not really but as i say it's not a it's not a documentary it's not a fly on the mm. wall it's not based on true events it is a it is a fiction so you yeah. need 
those small moments, but generally you believed everything that went on. I loved the scene with Sue Johnston and Sarah Lancashire. I thought that was amazing. You found in the case of the missing kid? I knew that was you. They found her body. It's going to be announced. What? They found her body, Mum. My kid. They found her body. I didn't know where to come, so I came here. You're puffy. I can always tell when you're not taking care of yourself. I don't expect you to look great, but do your best with what you've got. It's always been our way. And you're not doing your best. No. Got an update from the nurses. They say you've been abusive. They're stealing from me. They're not. It's the black ones you need to watch. You really do. Fuck them. They work very hard. Fuck them. Okay? Okay. Okay. Why do you come here? <laughs> here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know. Kiri. Right? Yeah. Nice girl, was she? Yeah. Have you got anything to drink? bring me chocolates anymore if I have it with my dentures. Oh, I'm that Denise. What, your best friend? Well, she always takes the best ones. Maybe I'll bring chocolates for Denise. Thank you for staying friends with you. Sarah Lancashire, amazing. Probably another bastard. This is the first really sort of big, well, good drama worth watching, worth talking about on a weekly basis, I think. Um, mm. Whereas um, another drama which which we'll come on to now, which um, I watched a while ago, Gary, I'm assuming you watched when it was on Next of Kin on ITV. Do you want to guide us through that? Yes, 
this, this was, I mean, I, really, this week we got a, a big drama pretty much from the three main channels, BBC, ITV, yeah. and Channel 4, and this was the yeah. ITV one. Uh, it, it stars, and I have to get this make sure, is it Angie Punjabi? No, Archie Punjabi. Arch, Archie. I, Archie. I always think it's wrong because Archie's a boy's name, but it's yeah. not really. Uh, she previously has been in The, uh, the, the good, good Wife. Yes. Um, and it's never really done much. There was one series she did over here, but not much uh, British done, stuff prior to that. I mean, she was in, uh, oddly, in Shetland. A couple that of was it, yeah. She was in a couple of episodes of Shetland. Uh, and, and she, she joined... was also, I was going to say, and she was also a sort of a breakthrough role for her was in East is East, which is sort of interesting sort of comparison to Next to Kin in, in a, you know, a, a, a roundabout way. Yes, similar link. And, of course, the other lead is Jack Davenport, who plays her husband. Now, but, but the basic story is is that and, uh, Archie is a, um, a, a Pakistani immigrant who came to the UK, is now a UK citizen, married Jack Davenport. She, she, yeah, she, I mean, you say that. She came to the UK when she was about two. That's right, yes. Yeah. So yeah. She, she's, she's a UK citizen. She's not basically. really identified as Pakistani, you know, she, she no. wasn't. She was born we're, we're and raised in England. But, but the, the interesting thing is, I don't know whether you saw the preview of the next episode. They certainly highlight the fact that she is able to go to Pakistan yeah. more than some of yeah. the other. They've got an older brother who is in Pakistan and he's a doctor. The very opening yeah, scenes that you see is that he is um, he, he manages to uh, save a small child's life even after yeah. they've shut the hospital. Um, you know, he, he organises an emergency a, a, a appendix. But unfortunately, what happens to him is that in his way to the airport, when he's supposed to come back to the UK to reunite with his family, uh, all of which are here in this country, uh, we think, um, uh, is that uh, he gets kidnapped by an ISIS-type organisation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they yeah. actually ever really say who they are. I'm not sure. They, they, gave, they certainly... do give them a name, but it's a right. of, It's probably... A fi I don't know if it is a fictional name, but it is. they do no. give the group a name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. And it, 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 he's been kidnapped in Lahore, and, and we're not really sure what's going on. In this country, uh, Archie Pajabi's family are getting together. Uh, you've got a sort of like They're an getting older... together uh, for his... Well, it's his yeah, welcome his home return, thing, his, isn't it? His return. You've got a younger brother who's got a daughter, and you've got a younger sister who's living with another woman, which they hide from their elderly mother. Uh, well, she's not elderly. Older mother, I think, would be mm. the phrase. So they keep references to her friend they, she lives with. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's also uh, members of the brother's family, so his wife, mm. and they have a daughter, and they have a son that is uh, away he, at university. Well, it's, it's his son from an earlier relationship. Oh, is it not their son? Yes. It's his son, not their son. It's okay, his son from a relationship, and the mum passed away, I believe. I think that's how okay. did explain that. Uh, and, and that's kind of the basic premise of the show, in the sense that what happens in the first episode is that he gets kidnapped. Then mm. we get um, well, a, a what scene I was where... Say is what, what, you, what you didn't mention, that on the way back from... She works as a GP, and on the way back, on her journey back to the party, she London is basically gridlocked, and there is a terrorist yes. incident... And there's like a billowing smoke cloud and everything shuts down, like the taxi uh, comes to a stand, yeah, so all traffic shuts down, so she has to walk back to their flat, or it's yes. her mum's flat, I think. And I think that really is just to show you the kind of like, the backdrop of London and the terrorists, you know, and, and I think, Again, that, you know, they... Well, I yeah, say, I, I, 
a bit Gosh. of humour early on as well, where the mum gets stuck in the lift and calls the brother. Yeah, in I like that. Yeah, she calls the brother in Lahore rather than the daughter in uh, the son in Lahore yeah. rather than the daughter around the corner. Yeah, uh, but uh, that that made my colleagues anyway, laugh as well when telling that story. Basically, the idea is that the son of the doctor, who does get killed in a quite brutal. Um, yes. Why video. Uh, video that is then sort of you know put on social media. So yeah. Archie Angie, Archie Pajabi goes to find her nephew, who she last believed to be Danny. at university. Danny. It turns out that his roommates believed he had dropped out because uh, he, he got a leg injury and dropped out. He was out. a he runner, was a, wasn't he? He was a runner, yeah, and he'd gone to Spain. Well. It turns out that the, the mother, the grandmother, let's call her, yeah. the grandmother, she had a phone number, uh, which she seems to have obviously had for some time, uh, and it turns out that he's not in Spain. He's in Lahore. Uh, mm. He knows that his father's been killed. We don't know whether he is... Well, well let's say, we don't know what side he's no. on. Obviously, he's no. been affected by his father's death, but is he that fanatical? Was the... he... That's the kind of teaser, isn't it? Well, that was the, that was the, the thing, because throughout the, the... Even before the terrorist incident and the kidnap, they were looking for... They, she was ringing him up, wasn't she, saying, where are you, everyone else is yes, here? Yes, really. Yeah, now, for me, I sort of guessed, oh, he's, you know, he's involved in this. He's at least involved in the, in the terrorist incident that shut down London. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel, For me, Next of Kin felt like we were always in front of what the characters were learning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt I, I like I that. knew more than the characters at all times, and that frustrated me a little bit because I was like, "Well, he's clearly this. They're clearly, you know, he's clearly been kidnapped. They've got to find out about that." And then the 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 son Danny is obviously involved in whatever's going on in London, and oh no, of course he isn't in Spain. And we had to wait for to follow Mona as the Archie Panjabi character around, right. like going to the uni, and then. Like saying to her younger siblings, "Oh, you talked to him, hadn't you? No, I never saw him. Oh, you talked." So we had to like hang around. And you're you're right. It, I would off. I would agree that as you say, it's as if we were tipped off because obviously we saw a little bit of what happened, mm. and that she was even the you know the assassination. You know, we kind of felt that was coming. Even you know because they yeah. highlighted it before. Well, that before was, it happened. To be fair, Gary, I would say that was the only thing that shocked me slightly that I didn't. Okay. I didn't hundred percent know that that bit that was going to come. Maybe I thought, but mainly because Navin Chowdhury, the actor, is no is a known actor. Right. So you didn't like think, you didn't and, think he'd necessarily get killed off no. in that first episode. But then episode. they did kill Philip Glenister off in the first episode of that. Was it the level? Uh, yeah, that's year, true. Year I uh, I so, would say that. If this hadn't been on against other good stuff, this might be one I might want to watch. And I'm still not sure. My only concern is that this isn't going to get priority for me over some of the other stuff that we've watched. It's not as good as Kerry. It's not as good as other things we're going to talk about in a moment. But it's not bad. No, I would say... And I think the the writing was certainly less clunky than certain other ITV dramas. Yeah, definitely. No, I... what I would say is I am, because of it's interesting themes and because Archie Panjabi is so, I thought she was very good. Um, I'm go- willing to give it another go, I think. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com
the other big new drama that you alluded to, the BBC One one, um, which oddly was on Saturday night after Wedding Day winners and casualty. Uh, I have absolutely no idea why it was, but, I, I, you know, this is I what they you were going to say, I have no idea what Wedding Day Winners was. Well, no, indeed, I don't, because so, I didn't watch it. But then again, they did this with Taboo, and Taboo ended up being one of the most downloaded programmes on BBC last year, so... Well, this as well, I'm talking about Hard Sun, before I forget to tell you what the name of the, the title is, because that's happened before, yep. um, is um, all available on iPlayer, I believe. Oh, is it? Oh, no, I, I didn't realise that. Okay, I, um, you, it's I'll, an eight-parter. I'm just going to check now because I don't know. No, no, if you, all you the keep parts. talking. I'll look at. I'll look it up. Okay, it's. Um, well, you can tell straight away it's created by Neil Cross, who gave us Luther, the sort yeah. of the style of it and the the themes. Uh, stars Jim Sturgis. Um, yes. And very again, this sort of playing this cop who's in a sort of interesting, uh, a strange situation. In this case, he. Um, He's he's sort of ha- he's a bit haunted by the death of his partner, which he might have had something to do with. He's certainly having an affair with the wife of his former partner, played. But I mean, in terms of his partner, his his police partner, not his his partner partner. He's having yeah. an affair with his wa- the wife, played by Ashling B, the Irish comedian trying to do yeah, a again, Cockney accent another, and failing. Another, another performance that came up, and I went, "What, really, her?" Uh, she was in um, The Fall, but there she got to be Irish because it was an Irish show. Um, yeah. So, and also we see him early on involved in, like, a robbery or something. Yes, that's part of an investigation he was doing, wasn't it? Yeah, into, like, um, uh, underground gang and he was, he yeah. was robbing the, um, their, like, uh, accountant or something like that. That's it, yeah. Um, he is teamed up with um, Agnes Dean's character... Um, Elaine Renko, who's Agnes Dean throughout this, to me, seems to be cosplaying as Vicky McClure in Line of Duty. I don't know if or, you agree or with Or David that. Bowie during his Thin White Duke drift phase. Yeah, but he was never sort of undercover cop, was he? No, not true. Yeah, David good point. Uh, yeah. That we know of. Um, we see her, first of all, in a scene where she's basically... Her, her son is trying to um, light her on fire. Um, well, we don't know it's her son until later. At the minute, at the time, later, you, just yeah, no. sub, you just think it's a robber, but yeah, yeah. Or you think it's like we know she's a policewoman. This could be like a criminal, you know, trying to get revenge, trap her in a burning house. And we learn later when she goes to visit him in a secure unit that that it is here, it is her son. She is is um, teamed up with um, Jim Sturgis's character Charlie Hicks. Which is, a, which is a very fictional name. You don't know anyone called Charlie Hicks. No. Um, Not even and... on EastEnders, where you've got a lot of other Wicks. Is there a Charlie Hicks? Yes, OK. Um, and um, she's basically investigating the death of his partner by teaming up with him. He's got some suspicions that, that this is the case. Um, goes to her hotel room and doesn't find anything, but her secret investigation boards are all in the ceiling. For of some course. reason. As you would. And um, they they investigate in this first episode the death of, like, this hacker uh, character yes. who um, finds, who sort of infiltrates, like, NASA and other sort of... Well, they they think he's just like a, a, porno- a, a paedophile, don't they, at first? They yeah. think he's well, into yeah. child pornography or something or something like that, but, but then they find out the ca- that he's a... Yeah. What yeah, I was going to say is the character is is more of a sort of... 
loner hacker type who hacks into high security organizations. Yeah, basically, MI5 get wind of this file that he's got. It, it gets extracted by a friend of his who, who basically yeah. throws him out of a window. Um, and, and it ends up on a flash drive. It goes around. It ends up getting in the hands of Hicks and Renko, who discover that it is the, the file is Hard Sun, which basically says that we've got five years left before the yeah. sun packs up. And we don't get a lot of the actual the Hard Sun storyline. as You know, it's, it's looming in the background over this case. At the yeah. end, um, the MI5 um, get into Charlie's house and presumably have kidnapped his wife and daughter. Um, the woman off of Luther, um, Nikki Amuka Bird, who's playing an MI5 official, wants yeah. him to give the flash drive back, but it, Elaine is holding on to it and won't let it go, and they have this weird fight on a beach. I need that flash drive. They, uh, they threatened my family, Elaine. My wife and, and my daughter. So you give them what they ask for and suddenly your family's safe? Yeah. That's not how this plays out, you know that. I can make it work. No, you can't. You don't know me. You can't gain these people. You're not listening to me, all right? They threatened my daughter and my wife. I mean, Christ, she's pregnant. If you do what they want, we're dead. So is your wife and so is your daughter. You'd know that if you were thinking straight. It'll be on your boy next. Or Daniel, is it? I mean, how old were you when you had him? What, 13? 14? Almost the incest? Rape. Okay, rape. You are not listening. They're gonna keep this secret no matter what. Why does he hate you so much? So all we can do is stop it being a secret. Go public. Take it somewhere, a newspaper or something. How many times did he stab you? Christ. What does it take for a boy to do that to his own Once mother? that's happened, their hands are tied. I mean, they can prosecute us if they want. They can send us to prison. But they cannot kill us to keep a secret that isn't secret anymore. Look, this is my family. And I need them to be safe. No. Uh, uh, let, let me, in a, in a kind of Dragon's Day way, Dragon's Den way, let me tell you where I am. I liked this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you like that? Uh, I liked this. Sorry, Peter uh, Jones. Carry thank on. you, yes. I liked this, but I don't really know why. There's a mishmash. I think, yeah, there's definitely the Luther influence. The violence is strong. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and as I say, sometimes unexplained, which is one of and the features bonkers. of Luther. Bonkers. And it's bonkers. violence. Yeah, Neil which is Croft one of the features his... of Luther. I think, yeah. I think in the, the early series, we forget, the later series kind of moved away from the early series. It was, there was random violence, and it was, I liked it. Well, they didn't Second, they, in the, one of the later series, they hung, they tried to hang someone well, alive, Well, yeah, but I think, I, I, think, I think it was one of the, fe- okay, it was one of the surprise features of the early series, I suppose. We got used to it in the later series, I suppose. Um, I, I really like the kind of pre-apocalyptic feel. So this yeah. is set, I, it does feel a little bit set futuristic, but isn't. And it has a kind of almost like a, 
I mean, she's very androgynous, the main lead, and very uh, kind of almost robotic in her delivery. And I imagine that's got to do with the, the trauma that she went through and the fact that she's playing an undercover cop. As you say, there's the, the Vicky McClure link. But she's very robotic in her ways, you know. And, and apart from the fight scene, you didn't really see much of an emotion from her. But I also think there's a touch of the Nordic noir in there as well. You know, there's a kind of bleakness of London that they're portraying. And I know that's something that this writer did before me. You know, London was portrayed in a very kind of weird way in Luther. Um, so I do like it and I do want to watch more. So I'm glad it's on the iPlayer. So I will definitely watch episode two before we record next week. The voice quickly, I think. <laughs> the second series, uh, this has been on ITV, I believe the seventh overall, the UK Something iteration. Like that. Yeah, I would imagine so, yes. Um, returning Tom Jones and uh, Will I Am. Jennifer Hudson's back for her second run. Uh, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, J Hud. J Hud. If you don't mind. If you don't mind. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 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 voice uh, colon the Jennifer Hudson show. It should yeah, be Jennifer called. Hudson singing show. Jennifer Hudson and friends. Um, yeah. And Ollie Murs joining the uh, the cast. Yeah, you've kind of got to do that in the Ollie Murs voice, haven't you? Voice. Yeah, Ollie Murs. Um, he, I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy, but he seems a bit out of his element at this early stage. He feels yeah. like he's. He's swimming upstream against his much more famous um, coaches. I, I, I think. I think the thing I noticed, and uh, if you, uh, I was on talk radio at the weekend talking about this with Anna Williamson on Saturday night, and Hello. the thing that I like. Gary, to... do you want that name that you've just dropped off? Yeah, could you pick that up for us? Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, the thing that I liked about Lee Mers is that he's not. Well, I am Tom Jones and Jennifer Hudson. You know, he first off, he's British. He's not, you're secondly, right. <laughs> no, he's not. First off, he's British, which Will I am and Jennifer Hudson are. And secondly, he's more current uh, than, than mm. Tom Jones. And, thir- yeah. and thirdly, he's been through the other side, like Jennifer Hudson has, of the talent show process. Yeah. So I think True. people will warm and pick him if they're given the option of more than one yeah. judge, because I think he'll be able to help them through that process. Is he a great artist? No. Can he sing as well as Jennifer Hudson and Tom Jones? No. Is he less annoying than Will I Am? Yes. Yes. Is it, are most people less annoying? Than well, yeah. That that Venn diagram is quite big. Uh, yeah. So uh... <laughs> people who are less annoying than than um, Ollie Murs, uh, Miranda. Not Ollie. Yeah. Murs, no, good point. Yeah. No. Good. Good point. Yeah. yeah. We've forgotten thanks. to say as well. There is. There's been rumblings that Miranda Miranda Hart sitcoms coming back. And, and, thank, and thankfully, she's uh, she said that that won't. So that's the best thing you've ever done, Miranda. Carry on as you were. Um. Uh. Basically. Um. Not much really to talk about here. I mean, I found the one thing that you can normally count on the voice for is a good sort of stream of talent, more so than the X Factor used to provide. But here, I, I, there was no one that sort of stood out to me, really. I think I the Zimbabwean liked... kid at the end, I think, stood out. Mm. I think the, the young man from Zimbabwe who, who, well, who kind think, of incorporated... Well, his family's from Zimbabwe, and he spent some time in Zimbabwe, but I don't know if he's Zimbabwean himself. You know, I don't know no, if he I, was I, born I would say, yeah, he's from, he, his family from Zimbabwe. Yeah. So say that quite a few times. And I know you blimey, I'm getting, I'm not, and I've not even had a drink. Um, uh, I the, think you're the right. Girl, I think the, the, yeah, there was the girl who sung the Corin Bailey Ray song that I quite liked, but there wasn't anyone who sort of um, nice, nice shout out there for the JCB song with that couple. This, this, this is why I like the early part of the voice. First, I find the spinning chair thing quite intriguing, and I do like it. Still? Secondly, secondly, they sing songs that you don't get on the X Factor. 
They sing ballads. They sing interpretations of, of, of alternative rock songs. I didn't as think well it worked. Well, I didn't think a folksy version of the JCB song worked. It didn't work for me, but at least I understood what they were trying. Mm. And I think personally, and I know I, I get in trouble for saying this, I don't like the Strictly band. I really like the band they get on The Voice. They can play anything and they can adapt mm. to any style. Crude by Jennifer, like and the... Jennifer Hudson. But did you, do you not like the Strictly singers rather than the Strictly band? No, I think the band murders some stuff as well. Okay. I, I, like, I don't... They, they almost like to say, oh, we've got a big band on and now we're going to do Coldplay and, you know, X and Y. You know, no, it, get, get a band to do that. Get your brass band to do your, your, your themes. You know, it's like, it's like trying but to put I a square think, peg in a round hole. Well, let's not, let's not bang on about the Strictly band again, but no. I think because they have to sort of embellish it more if people are dancing to the song. No, I understand. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Whereas the voice the, band, if some, yeah. these are proper The voice band is musicians. good for... Well, yeah, the, good, the, voice, there, the voice band is good for accompanying musicians. The Strictly yes. band is good for playing for music to dance to, which is what they're both doing their jobs well done, respective bands from respective shows. And breathe. Um, so I, the, the voice for me, I don't think I'm going to be watching it while it's on, but I might check out the auditions on YouTube. I don't know I think, where you stand I think, on it. I think, on it, that I was, yeah, I think the other thing that I was... Swivel on it, yeah. Uh, I think I'll be watching it. There doesn't appear to be anything else on at that time on a, on a Saturday night. So I think if I'm in on a Saturday night and Wedding I'm not Wedding Day winners, I just said. Well, yeah, sorry. And I'm not watching uh, something on Netflix or catching up. Then I think this, could, you know, because I do like a good, there's nothing like a good Saturday night entertainment show. Um, and this and is nothing the, like a good Saturday yeah. night entertainment show. Just about to make that joke, yeah. yeah. Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good, the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. So, uh, do you want to do Pick of the Week? Let's do Pick of the Week. Can I have two? Yes. I'll go for my first one. I'll go for the MASH report. I know this is not one that you and Luke would like, uh, but I did like this. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the guy at the host. It's not Romish Ranganathan. Uh, it's um, another comedian Who with I similar hair. Trying to, sorry, I believe he's trying to break America. I think I saw him do a stand-up set on James Corden's show in the States. So I think oh, right. Ramesh Ranganathan currently. No, no wonder he didn't appear on the show. You know, he's got that. Uh, I quite like the Mash Nish Kumar. That's it. I find him quite funny. It's a kind of like news mock, you know, news kind of mock uh, thing. Uh, but I quite like it. I find the humour quite interesting. I find the people that they get on quite funny. So that's coming back on Thursdays at ten o'clock on BBC Two. And your other one? Well, I want that you do one, just in case my other one is the same as yours, so uh, you do Well, one. I'm going to go for, uh, I think it is currently available on the iPlayer, it's a documentary called Love and Hate Crime. It, this it, was the other one I was going to go for, so that okay, worked well. Okay, there we go, 10.45 on BBC One, probably talk about it next week. Um, it's about hate crime in the US, um, and I, I think it is part of the um, life, what's it called now, Life and Death Row. Yes, um, originally, but this is this is all about sort of hate crimes in in the states and things like that. So that's something we will probably talk about next week. As I say, there's not a lot, uh, not a lot else on. Next no, there's week, a couple so we'll... of new Walter presents, but they're getting a, a first mm. airing on Channel Four or More Four. Mm. But then we don't know how much longer they'll be on there. But so we'll have a look at those. Be there, you know, continuing series is mainly. Um, so yeah, so um, we will be continuing this conversation on the extra helpings where we'll be talking inside number nine, uh, Derry Girls, Celebrity Big Brother and the Golden Globes and, and something about a railway, which I watched as well. 
Um, so, um, so I'll quickly, I'll, shall I rattle through social media? Yeah, go, go for the old social media plan. Social media. Uh, Twitter's at Matt's TV Bites for myself, at The Gary Show for Gary, at Luke Custer TV for Luke. We're on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a read, give us some, you know, some, whatever you can give us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Custard TV. YouTube.com slash The Custard TV, where you can find individual reviews of everything we've talked about. If you don't want to listen to a whole podcast, you're just interested on our views on a single show. Uh, we're available on all different platforms to listen to. Stitcher, Overcast, all those, all those good apps. Uh, iTunes we're on. If you give us a five-star review and write some kind words, it gets us up the algorithm. Even yep. if you listen through a different app, if you go head over to iTunes and just give us a little bit of, um, yeah. little a bit rating of love. and review, it just it, it, it gets us up that algorithm and more people can listen to the show, which is always nice. Um, if you would like to email us, uh, we are on custardtvreviews at gmail.com. What are you enjoying? Did you watch Next of Kin, Hard Son or Kiri? Have you got a favourite drama? Well, that, I thought, that's, I thought that's what I was telling you about in the podcast. Oh, you mean the listener? Sorry. I thought the listeners. listeners. I'm talking to the Sorry. listeners now. Um, the, the website is thecustardtv.com where you can get all the old episodes on and there's uh, reviews. I'm still doing a weekly piece. I believe there's a review of Hard Sun up there at the moment. Um, yes, also, the upcoming TV week is always uh, available. Did you, you reviewed Kiri on there, didn't you, as well? So I if you'd like Kiri to read there, more yes, of Matt's said, thoughts, go there. I went to a screening of that, as I said. And finally, as we mentioned earlier, uh, patreon.com slash the cast of TV. Join us now, because we will be heading over there shortly. um, Join us on the other side of this short... After I've said goodbye. And And Gary says, bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search the Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.